did you watch the presidential debate last oh, yeah. night? Uh, I'm not going to get into the weeds about politics or anything like that. And th- we're talking about the first debate because this episode will air next week for you, you know, you folks listening. Whatever. Whenever you get around yeah. to listening to it. This debate had everything. It had bumbling. It had stumbling. <laughs> and it had fumbling. <laughs> Holy shit. It had betrayal. <laughs> it had revenge. It had true love. <laughs> With the smooching at the end, I don't know if anybody saw that. Not the candidates, but them and their wives. One one couple and their wives. Not the other one hates someone's good. Anyway, <laughs> there was fighting. I think there was a stabbing. Uh, someone called someone a clown. <laughs> oh man, what an event! I was coming in my pants. <laughs> South Park was better. Yeah, I like the South Park uh, pandemic special much better. Though it was, is it? It's sad though. Whenever like, yes, that one was better. But like, if you went like, which one was funnier? Ooh man, yeah. that's hard because because the debate was two hours long. I think right nine to eleven, something like that. Yeah, I did, South Park didn't make me angry at any moment. <laughs> right, <laughs> it just infuriated. I didn't get a headache. <laughs> I I don't know, man. It was it wasn't good. Like I, this is the first time in any kind of political event I've seen both sides equally go. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. That was the worst fucking thing ever. So that made me happy. I mean, we expected it to be awful, so, but it exceeded all expectations. The uh, I I don't know the guy's name, but the uh, the moderator, Chris Wallace. That man. <laughs> I felt bad for him. He was I, arguing more than they were with yeah. each other. He was fighting, Trump was arguing with him, and he was just trying to ask the questions. I feel like that, like, what he had to deal with with that just embodies, like, the average the average person's, like, work day. Yeah. Trying to deal with, like, their two bosses. I hope he got paid well for that. <laughs> he, they better give him a lot of money, because that was terrible. And I don't even really, like, I don't know much about Chris Wallace. I don't watch Fox News, but that was... Ooh. Well, he, you know what? He also did a very shit job. Yo, he, yeah. I will say that, not just with the interruptions and the arguing and stuff. He didn't follow up on questions that I wanted him to follow up on. And he kept going to Trump like, oh, you'll like this question. Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean he's going to like this question? You'll like the next question. Don't worry. Like, no, fuck that. It's a debate. You're not supposed to like the question. But and then, though... He, he still gave him his shit, though, sometimes. Yeah, but, like, half of it, he was trying to appease the man. Yeah. I'm like... Well, I think he was just trying to get him to shut up. Like, I, think, I think he was yeah. just trying to, like, say whatever he could say. To whatever. get him to shut yeah. up. Yeah. It was, uh, like, the stages of, um, like, a kidnapping victim. Like, when they go through, <laughs> like, you know, the pleading, and then, like, trying to make him happy, and then, like, raging, lashing out, mm. and, ye- and then yelling at one point. He's like, I'm gonna yell because you guys are yelling. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I like Biden was even like, shut up, man. <laughs> I was like, what is this? You know terrible. those shirts? Those shut up man shirts? Yeah. <laughs> that you can get? I'm going to get one. You know what? That, that's it, folks. That's the cold open. I don't want to talk about that anymore. That was awful. We'll get into the episode. Just because that. Oh, God. Oh. Hello there, ghouls. Yeah, it's October, so I guess we gotta do that now. Every episode. Hey, that looks like he, we didn't open up with our shitty like, uh, Crypt Keeper like, impressions. 
<laughs> Just bad puns. <laughs> I'm your host, Caleb James, and the bad pun master himself, <laughs> Spencer, the Zelianople Zombie Church. Ooh. I really did not think I could say Zelianople. I've never said that out loud. Also, I know that's in Pennsylvania, but I don't know anything really? else about it. Yeah, that's the only reason why I know it, because I've seen the sign for it going to Pittsburgh or somewhere. Oh, I never I think. noticed. I've seen a sign for Zelianople. It's a name somewhere. Uh, today's episode, we are, fuck it, what are we doing? Brainstorming. 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 By the way, this episode, even though it's not an official sponsor, I am drinking Jameson Cold Brew Coffee Edition. And you know what? It is fucking fantastic. Yeah? If you like coffee, cold brew coffee especially, you want to get a bottle of Jameson. Pop that top. You know what I like about Jameson? Twist top. Ooh. None of that bullshit cork. I don't know why we're still doing corks. 2020, it's been proven that corks do not plug it up good enough, and they're a pain in the ass. I've had... I'd also, I would think it would mess with the flavoring. Some say it enhances the flavoring. Mm. Here's what pisses me off. I don't want cardboard in my fucking whiskey. <laughs> yeah. I've had very, very fancy, expensive $80 bottle of scotches, expensive for me, and the cork snaps off in it, and then you have gross cork particles in your scotch. Like, that's terrible. That pisses yeah. me off. Why are we doing that when screw-on lids exist? You know what wine always tastes better than the super expensive cork wine? Screw on lid wine. Why? Because it does go flat. Or well, like just uh, like um, they should just sell now like um with a thing like um that you can just like when you, you go to pour it like the 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 like how at the bars how they have the the spill uh, yeah, the, the, yeah you know it just it comes onto the thing whenever you pour it it just like you know and then you can shut it. You yeah. know it'd be cool a cap where you just twist it and it opens up that hole in the middle to pour and then yeah. you can twist it and it would close it. That seems doable. Like any normal kid's cup? Yeah. I feel like the cork is one step away from the shitty Capri Sun straw. <laughs> and then like, oh, I'm not going to finish this Capri Sun. Let me take the straw back out. And then you just have a hole. Like, that's how I feel. Like, how do you plug that up? You don't. I don't know why I brought up Capri Sun. Because we... No, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> because we've been on a, a kick of retro drinks. <laughs> But Capri Sun is still around. It never not, went away. Not now. Not now. Not now. But you folks know. You folks know. When you really suspect it. When you are on the john and you hear a rumbling from behind you. And what is that rumbling? It's Kayla bursting through the wall with a nice surge slogan. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Why don't you have any pants on, Caleb? Blasphemy. I don't like wearing pants. I'm not wearing them now. Spencer's very uncomfortable. Especially now we're closed in. Yeah. And I'm always naked over here. That's why we can't have video. Just a robe. Yeah. Just. Oh. This is my warm robe. I'm getting my. Spencer, you're going to be excited. I will let you know. I didn't let you know about the fish tank. The fake fish tank. Yeah. Get a fireplace tomorrow. Ooh. Right over there. So Ooh. you know what happens when it's chilly down here? We got the warmth. Nice. And after that, all I got to do is get a couple chairs. We can watch movies down here. Yeah. Other things, yeah, well, on the yeah. TV, spooky things, scary things, spooky, scary skeletons. Alrighty then, so uh, brainstorming. I don't know what you had in mind for this one, but I did start a story this week. I've been working on it every day, but yesterday, which is okay. funny because I told you I, I've been writing every day. Yeah, didn't write yesterday. <laughs> I made myself a liar, cocky motherfucker. There was too much entertainment to be. Ha- I was watching the finals. Yeah, which was a blowout, by the way. Game Ooh. one, Lakers and Heat. Who I didn't even. Lakers won. They destroyed the Heat. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even. Ch- everybody, everybody in the Heat got hurt immediately. So, anyway, um, I'm working on a horror story. 
it is it's gonna be a little tricky to explain this one because i have a vague like i don't have an ending in mind and i have a vague uh plot as to where i wanted to go it starts off girl driving through the texas desert on a lone highway okay she checks her phone map i don't want to speed through this obviously there's more description of this it's not gonna be so shitty but she uh, checks her phone map to see where, you know, where she is. And I have some kind of app on there. She asks where, like, the next town is. And it's, like, 63 miles away. And she's like, what the fuck? Shouldn't be 63 miles away. I When I turned onto this road, it said this was the fastest route to wherever I'm going. Explain where she's going later. And then it tells her the phone gets a little weird. And the voice changes on the app. And it tells her there's a gas station nearby. Because she asks, where, you know, like, was well, there somewhere I can fucking stop before I take this forever drive? So she finds that... It tells her where this gas station is, but when she looks on the map, there is no, it's just flat desert. It's like, what the fuck is this? So anyway, got no choice, starts driving, goes to this real sketchy, old, rundown gas station. Looks like it's out of business. Like, the sign's all fucked up. Yeah. It only has one pump that barely works, like something from the 50s. So he's just like, this is sketchy. I'm a you know, woman by myself. I don't know if I like this. She goes and checks the convenience store. Like, it's a uh, gas station convenience store. The door is open, so she looks, and she sees, like, the glow of a soda machine, so she knows, you know, it's at least got to be a, something's oh, yeah. working. There's electricity. She peeks in, and she sees it's a really shitty convenience store. Like, it's got fogged up coolers, and there's, like, a, there's a guy there reading the 70s era Playboy behind the counter, like a grizzled-looking dude with the beard. This is where I am at now. She just enters the convenience store. Yeah. I don't really have a set plan of what i'm gonna do with her in this convenience store the convenience store is not going to be the main part of the story though where i am thinking of heading with this story i want this to be like some kind of purgatory maybe or even hell and i'm gonna have it set when i get because i didn't do it yet but i'm gonna have some backstory where uh she maybe committed a murder or something she's running away from something she did something bad. That's why she's going. That's why she wasn't very particular about her final destination of, in, you know, wherever in Texas she's just driving. But she's in this gas station. And then I'm going to have it set. Uh, the guy's real creepy and just kind of puts her off like he's not like a not even just like a normal weird dude who's working out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's something strange about him. And then I'm thinking she's going to go outside and where I want the main story to take place is like an old, like, creepy motel. And I'm thinking that she goes back outside and there's like a, cause maybe she's like, hey, you know, somewhere, so maybe, what, anything else around here? But well, there's a motel by all back. And she'd be like, wait a minute, I didn't see a motel, just desert. And then she looks and there's a motel and it's like, hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, maybe have like the motel be like down the way, kind of like. Um, could do that too, yeah. Almost uh, kind of like Again, a, um, not on the map. yeah. Because I'm having, like, whatever, like, the because, like I said, the app voice was, you know, like, a very friendly, kind of like a Siri, uh, you know, hey, Siri, where's the next town? And then it's, like, a happy voice. But then when she asked it where, you know, if there was, like, a gas station, it didn't say anything. And then she asked it again, and then the voice was not friendly sounding. Like, mm. what the fuck? Not the normal voice she's used to. I'm gonna make, maybe that's, like, a demon or something. Mm. Something took over. Like, it's not, I'm having it where it's, like, she crossed into... Obviously, like I said, like purgatory or hell or something, she crossed into that area and now everything's going to be skewed. Her map's not going to be right now because this place doesn't actually exist. Yes, my, my first idea is, and this is kind of like, is more of a, a reve uh, reveal of the end thing, is that maybe like whatever crime it is that she committed 
maybe they're like surely after like where she tried to get away she died she died and so that's what she when she was traveling she thought she was still alive and it just turned out that was just her die like her dying and then you know like the whole purgatory and hell stuff and like that's kind of like whenever well i did very vague foreshadowing on the intro i have it like it starts off she's driving it's like really hot out and her air conditioner shorts out mm. so she stops and like you know stretch her legs and stuff the foreshadowing i kind of have where she's scanning around sees nothing but open desert and the only life she does see is way off in the distance buzzards circling overhead mm. like something that was dead yeah like very very subtle and you can also like you can also like um but more like cover where it'd be like you know it's it's like hot as blazes out here or like you know I just did, com- I did com- that comment like on on the heat I and the sweat. I constantly mention the Texas heat, the hot sand blowing, like every like the the gas station ooh, very steamy. Ooh, and then you, you should have the car that she has that she's driving that like leather seats that she's ooh. always you know just stick that, it to just it. like those little naggy things that are just like little own personal like hell kind of things just throw those kind of things in there i did mention like when she's looking around like the roof of the car is like has the heat waves r- wobbling and yeah. rising off it i also another bit of foreshadowing when she's in the gas station at first she noticed that kind of like a musky odor but when she fully like goes inside she notices almost like on that tail end of the musky odor is like a sickening sweet smell like a uh, cloyingly you know like maybe death kind of you know how it has that little tinge of weird yeah. sweetness to it, like rotten rotten meat she kind of smells that and it triggers like a memory and i just have it like she can't put her finger on what that memory well, is you could have her get like maybe like a headache or something whenever she you know whatever like a migraine or something well, here's the main horror element I wanted to put on. Because I always like to have, like, a specific horror theme that uh, kind of... Like, we have did an episode in the past where I asked, like, people their fears and those, like, yeah. you know, needles and things like that. Well, this one is... I was thinking about, it, like, this would be... I think, you know, most people would fear this if they actually experienced it. Because we were talking about, like, Groundhog's Day and stuff. Yeah. Well, what if, like, you know, she goes, some weird shit happens at the motel or something. She's like, you know, fuck this. And just as she goes down the road, she, she pulls shit. right back up to the gas station again. Like, no matter what she does, she can't leave because it's, like, it's purgatory or yeah. hell. So she just keeps going back, and everything she does, it's the same thing over and over again. So she'll go in the gas station, and then be like, what the fuck? Now, here's where I'm at a little bit of a convergence, a little fork in the road. Like, how I said the foreshadowing about the sweet smell in the gas station. At first, I thought, well, what if that is... Maybe reminding her of whoever she might have killed or something. Or what if that's reminding her of either like her own death or uh, like maybe she's been in that hell so long. Like, do I reset her memory at some point? And then like at the end, how I could end it is she like escapes again, but then she goes and it just replays the whole intro again. Yeah. And she doesn't remember being there. And maybe it was like she in her trying to escape tries to kill like the gas station attendant maybe like she does and like it's his dead body that was rotting so perhaps she keeps like again the cycle and then if you do that then maybe when you reveal the thing maybe she like held up a convenience store and murdered like the clerk or whatever and hit out in like a motel or something sketchy and then so she actually is reliving that you know that kind of the the only the only thing I worry about that is with the hotel aspect and of it just being a common like thing and having because it wasn't you you've already like 
did you ever finish that one story mm-hmm. with the, like you know what I mean? That was a little bit different because that the whole. Well, st- yeah, but yeah, and um, I don't even talk, I don't remember if I talked about that on the show or not. I, th- I think you mentioned it before, but it was forever ago. Yeah, I didn't finish that, but uh, that was actually gonna be a whole short story collection. But like, I don't know if the motel would be like the main setting, but I. Because motels are something that always kind of creeps everybody out. Like, you know, who They're could be shady. watching? Because I have to have other characters introduced. So, you know, there's got to be a tenant, maybe a cleaner or something. and uh, Like a noisy neighbor? Something. Yeah, there's got to be something weird. And obviously, a lot of this stuff that's going to happen in the motel is going to tie into her memories. So, that would be fun to work and, with. And how long were you thinking about? Just like a short story? Yeah, or? I was... I'm already at like 1,000, 1,500 words. I was thinking no more than 10,000. I mean, I was going to put this on DPW just for the Halloween stuff, but I don't... Well, we've gotten a lot of submissions now. Um, I'm actually thinking about calling off like the short stories because we've been getting so many in. By the way, folks, if you're listening to this and you're thinking of submitting to DPW... Follow the guidelines. I'm rejecting anybody who's not now because I've had so many where I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry, but you got to follow our guidelines. They're not very strict, yeah, but you can't just send the file with horror story and then just like expect uh, any publisher to publish it. Like that's not how that works. It's just uh, laziness. Yeah, like why would you even write? Like what is the point? What I don't know what they think is gonna happen. But now I've just I'm just rejecting people for that. Two, if you, I don't. I'm I'm sure I said this in the guidelines, but just in case I didn't, if you submit to another magazine as long you know as well as DPW, tell us it's a multiple submission, and also if you get accepted somewhere, please tell us because I was already putting up a story, did most of the work for, edited the whole story, put the work into putting up the story. It took like a couple hours, and then the guy finally messaged me back, you know, because I told him we were taking the story. He messaged me back saying, oh, I'm sorry, uh, the story is accepted somewhere else. It's like, well, now you just blackballed yourself because I don't think I'm going to publish it. You didn't give him, like, the copy that you edited back, did you? No, I did not. No, because there was definitely some errors in it. Like, it's just not professional behavior. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it's fine if you get accepted somewhere else. Congratulations. I'll be happy for you. But tell me that before, you know, know, if if I email you and say, hey, we would like to take your work. Be like, oh, sorry, you know, got accepted. Like, don't, don't just fucking wait forever. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that story, I, I think it'll have some. It has some promise here. I'm, I need some creepy characters too involved because obviously the looping thing will be kind of unnerving, but it's not you, gonna be scary. Since it's a motel, you can have like um, like a prostitute. Thinking about that, a prostitute, which would be like her for because. Say like she's a prostitute, and then so that's a, that's some she might not be like somebody that that's like that staying at the hotel, but she's like you know she's working, she's walking yeah. around, the she's hanging out at the hotel because it's probably an easy place to pick up the, you know the, mm-hmm. those kind of dudes. Uh, and then you have like um you have like a drug dealer there, so because you so then when you flash back to her actual life. Maybe she was a prostitute, mm. and like that could either be her or like her. Maybe f- everyone her, she experienced, her friend or something. Yeah, maybe everybody that she meets in this place is actually a reflection of the life she was. Yeah, living. and then so and then with her being a prostitute, uh, there's a good chance that she's also into some kind of drugs, which then would be, and then these can either be one for one, like the drug dealer could be that's the actual drug dealer, or it could yeah. be like a representation of that 
of that said drug dealer. Like, you know what I mean? They don't have to look the same or you could, you know what I mean? And maybe you have like a, um, Ooh, you know, uh, when she's at the hotel, maybe you have like a, a sheriff or like a deputy kind of like hanging around. And that also maybe like, uh, represent like the chase being chased by the law. Like, you know, and just is like, you know, it's not that like he's just trying to like, just be friendly talking to her. And just as it progresses, it's just, you know, you hint more and more of his suspicion right. of her or whatever. You know what I mean? And then that also adds like the tension and, and that kind of stuff. And also going back to the convenience store clerk, how you said maybe she held up a convenience store or something. Perhaps I'll have a small part where the like she notices maybe she thinks it's ketchup or something on the guy's shirt. Mm, yeah, maybe she actually shot him and killed him, and that's why he seems kind of slightly familiar and creepy. And also maybe has like a smell and like a bloated yeah. look and like you know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of fun. I also want to do something with like a shitty motel pool with like really funky water, like dirty green half full pool. You know, it's in Texas too, so it's gonna be like yeah, really warm. And, but there'll be people still swimming in it. Or, like, maybe just, like, a kid or uh, something. Like, maybe it would be a reflection of her kid. Maybe she's a prostitute. She had a kid and abandoned it. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that. This is a hard thing because when you, when you come up with all these ideas, you're like, oh, that would be awesome. Ooh, ghost. Yeah. The light's flicking. Why is it flicking? I don't know. But anyway, if you have, uh, you know, get all these ideas, but then you have a word count link. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, and we're... We both uh, have have started to flirt with, like, the longer story yeah. ideas and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's difficult to be, like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like, I have to commit to this story for at mm. least two months if I'm lucky. Yeah. But I'm lazy, so at least three. And that's probably Probably just four. <laughs> probably the initial draft, too. Yeah, there's a lot of people who uh, knock out these, like, short novellas fairly quickly. I'm thinking either you're very dedicated to writing or you're just really shitting out these stories without a lot of thought. I would like to think they're just very good writers, but, I mean... Without without reading it, it's hard to tell. Again, if you have the time and the energy to do that, I mean, if you can knock out 5,000 words a day, you can knock out a novella in, like, a week. Yeah. I mean, and then edit it. So maybe a month you could have well, a really good, well, uh, well done novella. Well, and I mean, and we've only read one of one book of the of the two guys from the Dead Robot guys, or the Dead Robot Society. But it always seems like they're at least in the process of always having like two to three books out a year. Yeah. And we read that we read the Black from um Paulie Cooley. Now, granted, we haven't read anything else, so we can't be like. Oh, I mean, this one was good, but, like, this thing was shitty. He must, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So. Well, they have interesting ways to go about writing. Because Terry, for instance, who does, he gets, you know, more books out a mm-hmm. year. I don't, I, I want to say he's retired from, like, having a day job now. I don't think he actually works, like, a real job anymore. I think, yeah, I, I think he's. he's Maybe make, does, like, consulting or something. Yeah, but, I think he makes enough off of writing yeah. that he can pretty much, like, he, that's yeah. his main gig. So, and also he uses a lot of. Uh, speech to text that was it the dragon software yeah. i forget the name of it but he uses that so that actually you know if you're just talking out loud your story that would make that process a lot faster how do you feel about that though i don't think i would like it. i've done that on google docs like just writing down ideas when i'm uh they say i'm driving or something 
I mean, it works. You just have to be like the guy ran down the street, period, and then he'll do that. But I don't, I don't see it the story the same way in my head when I do that. The only time that I feel like it helps me using that kind of stuff is if I'm doing like a review or like a smaller like article Mm -hmm. because then like it, I feel like it gives it more of a like you know you're talking to the reader kind of thing other than you're just kind of like listing the facts and information. Well, here's where I think it would be helpful in fiction is if it's uh say a first person story like journal entry just because we're reading Dracula right now or um. You know, it's if the author is actually speaking directly to the reader. Yeah. That'd be like what you just said with the article. But if it's a fiction story, a you know, normal third per- person story, and you do that, I feel like it would give too much of the author's personal voice involved. So then it would be like, well, who's telling this story? I mean, maybe that's just a little nitpicky. Again, if you, I don't use the software, so I don't know if I did it for an extended period of time, how well that would be. But I just don't, I like that physical act of writing. I mean, just as being a quote-unquote writer, yeah, use is that's kind of like the oh man, I've read all these books when, but no, you've listened to them on on Audible. Now, didn't Stephen King have to do that for a while? A speech thing? Yeah, because his eyes were so bad. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if the the, the, the technology would have really been. I don't know. Um. Anyway, but uh, like as far as the dead robots guys, now Paul. Besides editing the podcast that they record, I think, every week, he also um, works, like, real jobs. Yeah. So, I think, I don't know what his production's like, but, and again, I don't know these guys' personal lives. No. I mean, I know Terry's married, but they're they're an older couple, so I, I don't think they have any kids or anything yeah. living with them. Uh, I don't know Paul's situation, but I would think, you know, just two older guys, they probably have a little more free time. When it comes to writing, yeah. versus you know anybody in their twenties or thirties or anybody who has a family with like kids, like young kids too, yeah. especially not adult kids, that could be a lot more difficult. We've covered this topic many times. Um, like you and I, our main problem is our jobs, our day yeah. jobs, suck the energy and motivation out of you so hard that even on the weekends or whenever you're off, it's kind of like recovery time. Yeah. Lately, like most of the writing I've done on this story, I've actually done like on lunch at work Ooh. because. Well, I'm on the road, so yeah. I'm the truck, it's quiet. I I just find that, because that's like my ideal writing time is like around 1, 2 o'clock, mm. because I'm most awake then. When I get home, I'm tired. Yeah. And now I am a night owl, so if it was like midnight to 5 in the morning, because back in the old days when I worked different job and worked different hours, and had like, especially when I was like part-time for a while, so I only worked, uh, you know, weird days yeah. and stuff. I would do things like that because that's when I'm really most awake is at night. Yeah. But now my schedule, I have to sleep because I have to go to work in the morning. I've been I've been flirting with the idea because for the past couple of months I've been working from four in the morning to one. I've been flirting with the idea of like, you know, get home, get cleaned up, grab something to eat, maybe like watch TV for a little bit, but then like go to bed and then wake up at like midnight or something. Or, yeah, or like yeah, wake up at like. Yeah, like, maybe, like, somewhere between, like, 11 and midnight and do some writing the out the couple hours before I have to go to work. Hmm. But I don't know how, I don't know if that would... That'd be a tough adjustment period, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're working at four in the morning, you're probably going to bed pretty early anyway, right? Six? Hey, well, no, uh, Seven. no, I'm, no, I normally 
go to bed sometime between 10 or 11, I tend to fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> so your sleep schedule is dog shit. Oh, yeah. This probably is affecting your writing oh, heavily. Tremendously. Tremendously. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Going back to brainstorming, do you have anything you want to brainstorm? Um, I can't really, like, uh brainstorm on the story that I'm working on because I kind of got, I think I kind of got a good idea on what I at least want to, for the next couple chapters anyways want to do, but I did have a flash of an idea for like a short story, maybe even just like a flash flash fishing piece on the way back from the of the comic book store last night. Okay. Because like I was, like I, it, was, it had to be some time between like Around like nine thirty ish, a little bit after. So it was pretty. It was pretty dark off. So like you know, I pull off the highway, I pull into town. Mm-hmm. Like by the gas station, I just see like this younger girl in like you know like a sweatshirt and yoga pants, but just like walking her dog, just taking her dog for a walk at like nine o'clock at night. And I just kind of felt like that seems like a bad idea. Like you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just um. You know, just seemed maybe a little dangerous. Not that like the the area that we live that I live in is like a bad area, but like you know, just you know the you know I always hear whenever from you know from women that you know that's the kind of things that you think about. Like you know, whenever like you never go to a gas station at night that doesn't have like the lights on. Yeah. You know, just like that kind of stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, that seems like a little dangerous. Or like almost almost kind of like a trap. Almost, uh, kind of, like, may, like, uh, but then, like, that's the initial idea of, like, maybe trying to lure, try to get somebody who would do something like that, and then, like, you know, and then almost kind of like a, like a hard candy kind of yeah. thing with the, but then, like, I don't have any, like, I, you know, after that, or, that's why I was thinking maybe just, like, a, a flex fishing piece, so it's, it doesn't have, those, those kind of things don't have to have, like, solid. Well, I'm gonna tell you why you can't write that story, Spencer. Because last Friday, I published a similar story. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was a flash fiction story entitled Curse of the Flesh, if any of you folks want to read it. And it starts off with a young woman walking through the city at night. Okay. And I describe how it's dangerous, obviously, because it's, yeah. like, dark. She's Now, it, it veers. I like your trap idea. That's different from what I did. My idea is it was kind of playing on the old uh, Japanese folklore trope okay. of you see, like, a woman walking alone and then you're like oh shit does she need help or something and it turns out like a ghoul or yeah. something well she sees a dark figure in the distance like oh shit but she just keeps walking and then she puts her head down as she walks past the figure and it turns out to be like some creepy guy or something he starts following her so now you're thinking okay what's happening here and then she turns in a dark alley so i have it set up you're thinking Okay, well, clearly she's going to be like a monster, right? Or something. This is, this is the classic trap here. She's going to be the monster? Yeah, the... because, like, why? Because I, I have it say, like, she doesn't speed up, she doesn't run, she walks slow, lets them follow uh. her. So you're like, oh, well, why is she doing that? She's not even trying to get away. She's going to have this guy catch her because she's going to be like, eat him or something, a monster. Here's my twist that I put on okay. the story. I have, like, the guy, he grabs her and they have a conversation. You know, it's like, hey, sweet stuff or whatever. But. They're both very monotone and flat with their words, and like they're in a dark alley. But they're just both like, like they don't want to even be there. And like, well, what the fuck's happening? And like, he grabs her very limply on the shoulder, and she kind of like smacks it away very lightly. He's like, what the fuck? And then he pulls out a knife, and off the like, the, like there's a light in a window or yeah. something, kind of glints off the light, exposes part of his face, and he's like kind of gross looking. And then 
he turns her around and it exposes her face, which is like sunken in and like kind of dead looking. Like, both be like monsters. I yeah, I have it set up where then like they're you know they barely tussle and then she already has a big cut across her throat and it's all dried up like you know coagulated blood and stuff and he puts the knife in the pre-carved line and just like cuts it and then she elbows him and the knife goes like in his neck and then they both fall dead well it's what it turns out is you know this happened before where he in real life like this lady was walking the guy chased her down murder you know, like tried to get her in the alley and then she tries to escape so he ends up slitting her throat but then she elbows him and then you know he dies so then what happens is they're stuck in this cycle where their fucking ghostly dead remains keep reliving every night that same exact moment. So by the time, like, whatever it is now, they're just like, oh, this fucking sucks. And they know. So but they, they know. Yeah, they know, They but they have to keep doing it. So that's kind of like your trap idea, but I threw a twist on yeah. it where, because you think, oh, this is going to well, be a trap. Well, it's a very get... common idea. Yeah, it's not very, uh, there, there's, that's, that's been out there. Ooh. You can help me with this flash fiction piece. Okay. Fantasy story. All right. Hard fantasy. Guy, a nice young prince, maybe. Okay. A duke, maybe? You know what? He's questing. Ah, fuck you, man. (laughs) He's questing. Yeah, it's a knight questing. (laughs) Gotta save a princess, right? Well. Does he get eaten by a dragon? Thinking about it. You know, he goes across the plains, fights hordes of fucking ghouls and zombies and goblins and trolls and all the classic stuff. Here's the part you're gonna like, Spencer. Finally reaches the castle. Stop, get stopped by the princess, right? Yeah, probably. I'm sure they like, embrace or whatever. And he has to fight to get to her, obviously. You know, climb up a fucking tower, fight a wizard, like all that classic shit. Well, he finally gets to her, looking each other in the eyes. And she looks him deeply, and they embrace. Kiss. And she looks back. And she says, Do you want to get butt naked and ride <laughs> through the mist of Avalon on the back of a wild rhino? Surge! Eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> so, uh, uh, By the way, that whole flash fiction piece—that th- was just off the top of the head riffing. I don't know. I didn't think about that at all beforehand. I didn't know how to set up that dumb bit. <laughs> I didn't have an idea how to set up the surge, but you brought up flash fiction. That was uh, figured that'd be is, a good. No, is, is the sound effect gonna be coming before or after? Uh, I don't know. No, it's gotta come in after. at the drop. It always starts at the question. Why? Why it was a rhino? I don't know. I thought majestic steed, but you can't go majestic steed. It's got to be a wild rhino. Yeah. <laughs> I hate. This. I already hate this bit. The setup. It just derails the whole episode. <laughs> I hope you folks know. As we go on with this stupid bit weekly, I'm gonna get smoother with it. I don't think you should. Just be I, think it, I think it needs to be jocking and hard, just, you know, abrupt. Just cut you. Yeah. Today's sponsor, I, I wanna, do you want to fuck me? I want to give the listeners whiplash. <laughs> every time. Every time they hear that. See, but that kind of setup, I feel like it does have the abrupt shift. You don't expect that. No. I wasn't. I feel like I'm just going to start writing stories just so I could have the surge part <laughs> pop in. <laughs> No word on if anybody likes these surges. Ashley likes them. He <laughs> listens to the episodes more now just to get to the surge stuff. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else does. Listeners, if you like the surge contest, uh, content, let us know. If it offends you or you think it's just plain stupid, also let us know. We're not going to stop doing it. Yeah, but we like to Never, know. I like doing it. 
this wasn't supposed to be the end of the episode, but I feel like we can't really go <laughs> can't, anywhere else. <laughs> we cover after that? Uh, folks, we are going to be doing Dracula for Bookcast, so I would say starting next week. Probably, yeah. Well, when can we record that episode? Because it would have to come out, because I don't want those to come out on Tuesday. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. But we will be recording... Uh, Reading Dracula, Bram Stoker's original Dracula. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do a guide on this one, but we were talking about just doing five chapters at a time. Something like that, yeah. But essentially, just read Dracula, and if you want to get involved, you could, um, you guess you're just listening, I don't know, you could send us stuff. Or, you know. yeah, if you ever have any questions or maybe our thoughts on yeah. a certain aspect of the book or something. Yeah, we could always do that. Um, but just to follow along and, you know, know what we're talking about, just read Dracula and every episode will probably do like five chapters at a time, maybe more depending on if they're short or anything. Yeah, because this is the first time we've done like a... Novel. Yeah, yeah, not just like a collection of stories or something like that, or or done, or just done the whole book at once. Yeah, see, but I feel like the format of this kind of lends itself well to the book cast format. And then after that, I'm supposed to read Salem's Lot, so... And then we'll do an episode of Compare and Contrast, where Spencer tries to remember Salem's Lot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to read it again. You're going to read it, but I'm not going to try to read it. Yeah. I mean, just watch, like, a documentary video. That's what I figured. I'd probably just maybe look some YouTube stuff up. Yeah, or see, you know, I do that. So I'm going to do that for the shitty King Arthur when uh, we record that episode that you read this, guys. Yeah. Which, no. if you said he's doing King Arthur, well, he's going to talk about Steinbeck's King Arthur, so I guess that's different than what they've been doing. Lord knows why. Um what like, if what if he really loves uh, Ash from Area? This what if he really really loves questing, and we just insulted his whole British facilities? Maybe I mean faculties, not facilities. Whatever. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he loves King Arthur. I feel like he likes King Arthur a lot more than we do. It's not that I don't like King Arthur. I just got tired of the questing. I, I was enjoying it at I, first. I thought I liked King Arthur until until reading King Arthur. Not the original King Arthur, though. I can't imagine it being that much better. Imagine it being worse. Yeah. Much harder to read, probably. You know what we should do? We should read the Canterbury Tales, the original English version, which is like, you know, in the Steinbeck's King Arthur, where you'd have like a sentence or two of old-timey night yeah. speak, and it just had weird Y's everywhere instead of eyes. That's like Canterbury Tales. Is, that's the whole thing. It's like that. It's terrible. And, like, there's a lot of words that just apparently formed into other words at some point. So, back then, they were just different words and sounds. And you're like, what does this mean? <laughs> like, I know the letters, but that is it. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm supposed to do a inebriated reading challenge, too, with Ash. Ash Lee had her, not Ash, British Ash. I forgot what I'm supposed to be doing, though. Anyway, if you folks want to check out all the great horror stories and stuff we have coming out, not just the ones we wrote. We got a lot of feature writers coming up here. Uh, starting this, actually starting today, we had a poem. We got a horror flash fiction tomorrow. Oh, I guess this is a week off. So, but every every day we got something. So check that out at drunkenpenwriting.com. You can go on to what are we on, Spencer? Twitter. Twitter. That sounds like Twitter, a thing. Twitter. I think it's Twitter the thing. Twitter at drunkenpenwriting. Facebook drunkenpenwriting. Instagram at drunkenpenwriting. You can also go on our YouTube where we're, we don't we have one video of us smashing shit with a hammer or mm. something, and then like a bunch of just podcasts. Maybe a best work to date. <laughs> yeah, I like the music choice. I thought that was good. Yeah, I was angry. 
Ooh, shout out to all our patrons on Patreon. We got Jangles Prime. No, that's just our, our one guy on Twitter that always talks to us. I don't, I don't have Patreon. I don't think I want Patreon. I saw, I didn't see, I heard on that Myth and Legends podcast yeah. I uh, listened to, they have some kind of membership deal on their website. Oh, yeah? He started with Patreon, said, fuck this, and they did a membership thing. Granted, that was like 2016. I don't, I don't know... Uh, I'm not current, so I don't yeah. know if he's still doing that. But um, maybe that's what well, we'll do in the well, future. Well, that's what like, uh, Kevin Smith does. He has like a yeah. Kevin Smith club where you just pay so much a month and you get to you the... Like extra access to stuff. And then you get all the old uh, archives, tell the old episodes, and just extra, you know, depending on, you know, what tier you go with. Right. I think, like, the highest one is that you get a copy of, like, one of his scripts, like, every three months. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll look into that. We'll see how popular uh, Halloween season can be bumping, but usually yeah. after that we drop off. Also, because I have no more energy to read shit, so I just don't want any submissions, and I don't want to write anything, so we just kind of go into a holiday funk for seven months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, because, you know... Coronavirus extended the last one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we got out of our last holiday hump <laughs> before we get into this one. <laughs> we went right to Halloween. Uh... Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. We always appreciate it. If you want to leave us a nice review on iTunes, we are on there. I never call that out ever on here, but apparently that is a thing that people... Still? iTunes? It's like a podcast version, but I still have it on my computer as iTunes. We're also obviously on Spotify and everything else you might be using. Uh, But if you could just Podbean, whatever you're on, if you give us like... You know, review or even just hit the stars. Yeah. Give us some stars. That helps just get more viewers to our listeners. Again, I should probably do this every episode. I never want to. I don't like pressuring people into doing stuff or asking them. But uh, that's what everybody else does. And apparently yeah. it works. So if you can give us a review, be very kind. And um, if you have a name attached to the review, we'll shout you out. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. So far, we just shout out Jangles Prime. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we actually do have other listeners on here, but. They, uh, and, and I, the, a lot of their names, I, they, I, I forget. I should probably look into that more like and on like Twitter we were, and stuff. And like we've always said before, like either in like an email or one of those uh, social media outlets, if you uh, have a question about something or a topic you think we should talk about during, for an episode. Always open. We're always looking for the con- content ideas because that's what we have to do. Yeah. So we appreciate that. If there's something you think that we should cover or review or just like talk about, you know. And also. Or, feel- thing, or, or different things you like us to talk about. Like if you, you know, want us to talk more about. You know, a certain kind of thing if you like that stuff more. And please, 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 please feel free to bombard us with surge slogans <laughs> on any social media yeah. platform. Uh, preferably not the email just because I have to sort through all that. Yeah. So, but on social media, get surge trending and then everyone will be like on Twitter yeah, just, and just be like, why the fuck is drunken pen writing yeah, just, a surge trend? What is just, that? Just say whatever ridiculous no thing. No explanation. Can, whatever ridiculous thing you can say, like hashtag surge. Hashtag, uh... Whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll work on that. <laughs> Take over the world using Surge! <laughs>